From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, Adventures by Disney edition for May 14th, 2010 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Teresa Eccles, and Max the Intern back in the peanut gallery. Te- Teresa, he thinks you're a good friend. Uh, that's true. You're right. Teresa was mad because yeah. I didn't call her my good friend when I was hosting. Oh. Well, no one's your good friend. Really? My good friends are secret. That's right. <laughs> and invisible. <laughs> we, uh, we had intended to discuss our adventures by Disney trip to California a few weeks ago on our, uh, on our Wednesday show. And, uh, but it ran long, and we decided that we wanted to devote some, some time to it because it was a great trip. And especially since it looks like we might be able to do another one this July, mm-hmm. uh, July 25th, we have an opportunity, if we can get 30 people to sign up, we have an opportunity to do the trip again uh, out, to, out to California. And I'm very, very excited about the prospect. And I got to keep forgetting to have the prices up in front of me. Does anybody remember what I said? Twenty two eighty nine per person, double occupancy adults. And twenty sixty. Oh boy, they committed right. it to memory like the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> two thousand two eighty nine per adult, two thousand sixty dollars, two zero six zero per child. This is for July twenty fifth. And we have to find we have to get thirty people signed up for this by the twenty first of June in order for it to go. And I think we're going to have no trouble doing that. I hope we have no trouble doing that. We already had one person say, just charge my credit card. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and, that, this was, and that's somebody who was on the one we just did. Yeah. And as I said in the last show, the best argument I can make for this, again, taking nothing away from Disney Cruise Line, is I just got done spending two weeks in Europe. And all I can think about is that trip I took to California. Because uh, it, was, it was spectacular. So we're going to talk about that trip uh, because it was uh, it was unique, it was absolutely unique. But I, I do want to preface all of this by talking a little bit about my original feelings about Adventures by Disney, because I think it's important and germane to any conversation that I have about Adventures by Disney. That six months after uh, the uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel started selling it back in two thousand and six, I believe it was, I pulled it because there were so many problems. And in my opinion, the quality of what they were offering, at least in terms of the administrative experience people were having, the problems we were having with them in terms of airfare and all sorts of other things, were causing too many problems for Dreams. It was not up to my standards for what I will offer clients of Dreams Unlimited Travel. For full disclosure, for those who don't know, John and I are co-owners in Dreams Unlimited Travel, along with our business partner, Donald LaFevre, up in New Jersey. And so for three years, I would have nothing to do with Adventures by Disney. Disney would ask us, through Dreams Unlimited, to sell it, and I would ask them if these certain things had been changed, and they hadn't been. And I basically told them, until you change these things, do not come back to me. I'm not interested. 
I don't care how good the tours are. Uh, if the administrative experience people are having, we're having trying to book this for our clients is this bad, then it's not worth it to us. And I'm not going to keep going back to our clients saying this changed, that changed, your airfare, your, your air arrangements aren't what we told you they were going to be, all these other nightmares that were going on. So I was very anti-ABD for a long time. And then last September, uh, they comped Walter and I on a trip to Australia. They comped the Adventures by Disney portion, which was a 10-day, nine-night adventure. Uh, the, uh, was it Adventures Down Under or something along those lines? And I really liked it. I mean, we really thought it was terrific, but it had been comped. So I was not going to use that as a basis for deciding whether or not I wanted to jump back in head first. But and also because it was comped, you didn't have to deal with the administrative portion of it. Correct. So it wasn't really a representative of how much better they've gotten or how they've improved at all. What was going to give me those indications was the group trip that we had announced on the podcast cruise last May that we were going to do this Adventures by Disney trip, the Backstage Magic to California. I wanted to see what it was like because, honestly, you know, John and I and Kevin in particular are fanatic when it comes to these types of trips, when it's going to be our people. And whether I know you or not, you're listening to the show, you're my people. And I'm fanatic. We're all fanatic about making sure these are a certain experience. This is why John and Kevin work so hard, in particular, on the podcast crews, uh, in, in terms of making it an experience you couldn't get, even on Disney, if you went with it, you know, didn't go through us, didn't go with us. As someone who dealt with the administrative part of it, I have to tell you it's night and day. Yeah, it's changed a lot. What they've done is they've assigned a certain person to me. I have an ABD contact. Sue Page, who is just terrific. And I have to tell you, I will... I, I believe Sue didn't work on Monday. And I had some things that I had to take care of. And rather than deal with another person, I waited until Sue came back today. So I just... I, She's amazing with me and we got to i got to have breakfast with her at club 33 on the last trip and what a great lady sue is telling me that she's working towards going on our podcast cruise with us wow oh that would be cool that would be cool we have to encourage her well you know and again uh planning a trip with us for this group is a challenge for any organization. She worked. She worked. She worked hard. Because we have a lot of demands. There's a lot of things we expect to be a certain way. Um, we take it seriously. We take it very seriously. This is our reputation. And we, we take it seriously. So I really went into this event, this Adventures by Disney trip to California, and John will vouch for this, and so will Walter. Arms folded, foot tapping, impress me. And I'll admit, I gave the guys a little bit of crap the first night because they showed up 10 minutes late. There were some issues the first day. Yeah. I'll be honest with right. you. Kevin experienced it. I experienced it. You experienced it. It was very strange. Yeah. But I will give them this. They turned it they around. They turned it around big time. Within because 12 hours, it was completely One different. of the things I think that's different about our trips than if you signed on to an adventure by yourself is that I don't think... Excuse me. I think there was a learning curve with Adventures by Disney. Yeah. No matter what I told them, I don't think – I think they thought I was 
kind of not sure of what I was talking about. I would try and explain to them that our group was going to be different. Yeah. That we were not going to be the typical group, that there were going to be Disney experts on this trip who mm-hmm. were going in your your guides had better be up to speed because if they start passing out bogus information, we're going to let you know. I also this could be a riot on the bus. Yeah. I also explained that because the four of us were traveling while they had two guides and I understand that we had turned over the people that were traveling with us pretty much two adventures by Disney. I wasn't letting go of that. No. I was people were traveling with us. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I think they learned fairly quickly from just their interactions with us that they had to change their paradigm about what this group might be. So. Well, yeah. Well, the first night, the first night they had told us to meet in one location at a certain time, and the guide showed up 10 minutes later. And I told them that was absolutely unacceptable. If you tell my people to be someplace at a certain time, you better be there, too. Uh, we don't wait for you. We found this on Disney Cruise Line, though, too. After our last podcast cruise, the uh, the staff and the crew of Disney Cruise Line were amazed that when we told them we would be there at 8 o'clock, we, we were, were not only there at 8 o'clock, we were ready to go at 8 o'clock. Exactly. So I think This that, is a very timely group. Right. So I think what happened with the Adventures by Disney Guides, and I'm I'm guessing here, they didn't say anything to me, but I'm sure they have to tell other groups... I mean, I had an aunt that if we wanted her there at 7 o'clock, we told her to be there at 5.30. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they tell people 10 minutes early so that everybody shows up on time. I don't think they understood that when you told us 4 o'clock, we were there at 4 at 3.45. Right. So, so you know, the, the first day of uh, the first night of your adventure is in Hollywood. Uh, Before we go that far, can I stop a second? Sure. There was a great deal of, um, because there's 44 people traveling, not everybody's arriving on the exact same day. Not everybody's arriving in the same way. And I have to tell you, Adventures by Disney was terrific at making sure that everybody's uh, transportation to the beginning of the adventure was spectacular. Yeah. One of the things that was a real test for me, was that there were some people who got there early and rented cars. Other people were, and they were, uh, John and I did. We rented a car, and we returned the car to the airport, met the Adventures by Disney Travel at the airport to take the return trip with, I believe, seven or eight other adventurers. So there there was a lot of uh, coordination of that. It worked perfectly. So they really go above and beyond to make sure that everybody is not only comfortable, but everybody's transportation is covered. Yep. And ours was, our, our driver was waiting for us. When Walter and I got off the plane, our driver was waiting for us at baggage claim. And there was a sign, a little Adventures by Disney sign, helped us with our bags, which, especially when I travel, is always a good thing because I don't know how to travel. You know, my bag's always overweight. Always. Um, and I always end up paying the overweight baggage mm-hmm. fee. Ours was coming home this trip. And, uh, well, that's why we had a ship. I knew we would be charged. Like, I would have to buy another seat on the plane uh, to cover everything we bought on this trip. So, actually, Walter had the unenviable task of having to go to the the FedEx location at the Grand Californian and box everything up. But... uh, So, we started out in in Hollywood at the Renaissance Hotel for the first night. And they... uh, we, We all met outside... The uh, the restaurant there in the hotel I forgot the name of it 
Trastevere. No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. The name of the restaurant is Twist. Twist. And they walked us over to a a room they had set up in the convention area for a reception where they welcomed us. And they had some uh, hors d'oeuvres and soft drinks and water and things like that. I think there was beer and wine there as well, wasn't there? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so. I think it was just. I think it was soft drinks. Soft drinks. I think it was soft drinks. And uh, we met our guides, and were kind of given the what what the next five days was going to be about. An overview. An overview. From there, they walked us over to a restaurant in the Hollywood and Highland complex, which was called Trastevere, mm-hmm. an Italian restaurant. Now, the Hollywood and Highland complex is part of the Renaissance. Is part of that. There's all these stores and restaurants. And it's also attached to the Kodak Theater, where the Oscars oh, okay. are held. It's uh, like having a shopping mall <laughs> attached to your hotel. Yeah. Okay. And it's in yeah. a prime location. It's right down the street from Grauman's. It's uh, across the street from the Disney Soda Fountain. Okay. And, okay. and the El Capitan Theater. Capitan Theater. If I were going to stay in Hollywood by myself without Disney, that's where I would it's stay. It's the only place I would stay. You feel safe. Hollywood, yeah. is, Hollywood is a rather dirty city. Uh, to be honest. It's very and urban. It's very yeah. urban. Um, it's also, there's an awful lot going on on the streets. Yeah. And uh, the Hollywood and Highland complex is kind of like an oasis in the middle of that. Exactly. And um, so we went over to Trastevere for our, our dinner, which included a game show. Apparently they had these, they, they took three of our people, uh, got them up and... I'm, I'm wondering how many of these details we should give. I think one of the things that, first of all, uh, Adventures by Disney usually limits these trips to 40 people. Uh, and they usually travel with less. Very few of them sell out. Yeah. So we had had 40 people early on. And Adventures by Disney was surprised by that, that we had sold the trip out. And then anytime somebody had to cancel or change their mind... I had people to plug them in, and we had talked about having a second adventure after the first adventure that didn't sell as well as the first adventure. We didn't really promote it. We said if we had a certain level of interest, we would travel on a second adventure. A couple of people signed up for that, and what happened was through much um, whining, (laughs) complaining, (laughs) talking, begging, threatening, threatening, Screaming, they finally allowed us to absorb the few people that didn't get to. Or they canceled the second adventure because of lack of participation. We absorbed those people into the first group. So like we, the Borg, right? We traveled with forty-four people. Yeah. So we were a big group. We, we were, were the a, largest they'd ever had. Largest they've right. ever done. An unusual group for them. That was and the only thing that was a little bit off. You know, the first night we went and ate, and everyone's like crammed together. Well, they, all, they just weren't used to that many people. We also talked to an adventure guide, and we said, "Is it different with this many people?" And he was, you know, how Disney speak is. They try and tell you how wonderful you are, mm-hmm. and what he basically said was, "Yes, there's a difference in a group this size, and it's not that it's bad. It's just that when you stop for restroom breaks, yeah. it's that much longer. Right. Everything takes that much longer when there's 44 people, right? So, and I think it's all right to to give specifics of what we did because you have to keep in mind that these adventures are a little fluid. So, what we tell you might not be exactly what you experience on your next one, right? It just, it's just there has, are magical moments. Right. There are magical moments. So we had this dinner at Trastevere, which is an Italian restaurant in the Hollywood and Highland Complex, like I mentioned. And we were. We were kind of like kind of packed in there. It was really tight. 
and you know I was already in a in a pissy mood as it was and I'll be honest the food wasn't that great it was not good it was wedding reception food it was and but you know we all said the same thing you know the food wasn't that great but the company was fantastic and so we really kind of we also figured out and, and I have to pat our pat us on the back we're kind of self-reliant a lot of the times and we kind of rearranged the table we took it upon ourselves to, to spread out <laughs> right yeah. we got there yes. and it was set up a certain way and we said this isn't going to no, work it was set up very last supper so we started <laughs> yeah, it was very, yeah it was very last passing supper. tables I mean chairs right. across the table and we just rearranged everything and it worked out great so and we also travel with people who are very I don't self-reliance not the right word very willing to be part of a group yeah they're very good as a group so. exactly so this was our first night, and it was where we really just got a chance to kind of talk to all of you know each other and and everybody else in the group, and uh, just kind of get acclimated to our guides and you know this 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 trip we were about to do. The first full day, obviously, was the next day, which started off with uh, a a walk through the Kodak around the Kodak Theater, not through the Kodak Theater, but around the Kodak Theater, where we got some some guidance from our tour guides, and then a breakfast. If you want to call it that, that sucked. at the uh, Disney um, Soda Fountain, the Disney Soda Fountain, which was right across the street from the, the Disney hotel. Soda Fountain, is kind of like an old-fashioned malt shop. Yeah, and I don't think they've ever had forty-four people sitting down to breakfast <laughs> at one time. I don't think they've ever had forty-four people in the store at one time. Um, and breakfast was not was not great. They don't serve breakfast regularly. This is something they do. And there's a reason. Right. There's yeah. a reason they don't serve breakfast regularly because this was not a good breakfast. It was breakfast. not very good. That's why. They talk about it being a retail, uh, not only a, a food location, but it's a retail location. It's not the kind of place you're going to do. spend a lot of time shopping. Looking around at the retail merchandise took about three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So was the breakfast like a buffet or no, a plated no, no, no. breakfast? Or? Plated. There were some excellent – our servers were excellent. They it was played a choice of, of what you could have. Right. A Mickey waffle, scrambled, scrambled eggs. Bacon. Okay. You could have oatmeal. The food was cold. The food – the eggs were powdered. This was uh, – Yeah. Okay. This was, in my opinion, it was the only really bad food experience on the trip. Hmm. Well, we have to get to lunch. Certainly the, the worst um, – I thought, I thought breakfast was pretty bad. But I also want to talk about, too, before we go to lunch, is typical of Adventures by Disney. Every location you get to, they do they have an expert come on. So if you're going to go to some place and you're going to get a tour of something, you're going to have a person who's the expert of that location talk to you and guide you through. At Disney Soda Fountain, we talked to the manager of Disney Soda Fountain. I thought he was fantastic. He, he was, was wonderful. Very, he was very good. He I, was wonderful. He was personable, and he was funny, and he and was... And he did this whole trivia thing with Kevin. It was very funny. We had a really yeah. good time. So that's typical of the Disney experience, the Dimensions by Disney experience that we found in Italy. It was like, maybe the meals weren't great, but the people they had were fantastic. The locations were fantastic. It was just a good time. And from there, they took us in to the El Capitan Theater, which was the first oh, wow moment yeah. for me. Um you know, at first I thought we were just going to sit there and listen to some guy play an organ. But the theater itself was stunning. I was surprised at how beautiful this Incredible. theater is. Ugh. And then they have this old-fashioned 
Wurlitzer. Wurlitzer. Okay. Organ. Now, what were the facts about the Wurlitzer? It's the largest. It's one of three left in the world. It's the largest. Uh, there's three of these, and they're the largest Wurlitzers in the world. And it came from someplace else, and it was purpose-built for this. It, I'm going to be honest with you. I apologize. My recollection of the facts of the El Capitan are very, very foggy. I got the call while we were in the El right. Capitan that my um, the gentleman who hit my father and killed him was had been rearrested. That they had opened the case up again and were going to put him into trial. So... I was involved in something other than right, listening exactly. to the details of what he was even talking about. But they gave us a, a, a wonderful history. The organist gave us a wonderful history of of the organ, played some music for us, right. kind of described some of the experience you get when you see a film at the El Capitan Theater. Now, which Something I didn't know was when you see a film at the El Capitan, there's a pre-show. They create this pre-show for every movie. So we're playing right now is Alice in Wonderland, and they played us the pre-show for it. And yeah, it wasn't okay. just, you know, I'm going to ramp up and play a couple of notes on a Wurlitzer. It was a whole production of lights and sound. And oh, wow. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. It's very interactive and really cool. So that was cool. But then they brought us backstage to kind of get a, 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 a tour of the backstage area and a talk about how the, you know, how the theater operates and get to see the theater from that perspective which was really cool Being on stage and looking at the audience right okay. fabulous and that was really cool so we were all like we all seemed to enjoy that that was that was very neat there was a piece of information i thought was incredible you want to tell about the woman who oh uh the per- the architect disney purchased this uh this this building with the theater in it as a place to premiere their movies and they were looking to restore the theater and the architect the original architect of the building and the theater had since passed away and they weren't quite sure things had faded things were in disrepair and they wanted to uh, rehab it back to its original state and they found that the architect's secretary still had an office in the building and she had kept everything and when they started to rehab it she asked the people who were rehabbing the theater you know i have the original paint samples from when he designed the building would you like them they were like yeah so they actually recreated the paint colors that were used when the building was they're first identical. Opened. They're identical. Oh, that's so neat. Have you ever heard of it? Do you know what a Fabergé egg is? Mm-hmm. It was like standing in a Fabergé yeah. egg. Wow. No, it's amazing. It's an amazing theater. So that was a really cool experience. The other thing about the theater is because it is owned by Disney, uh, Johnny Depp's um, Mad Hatter costume was in the lobby. Okay. So there's, there's a, a lot of museum yeah. area. Yeah. Right. There's artifacts from the movie and yeah. stuff in the right. lobby. So that was really cool. And from there, they took us into... Uh, the building where Jimmy Kimmel Live, an old Masonic temple, uh, where Jimmy Kimmel Live is filmed, and they kind of showed us that we got to actually see, you know, the control room. We got to see the green the room, green room mm-hmm. where the where the stars hang out. And at one time, that was like actually a hot spot in Hollywood because um, they had like a bar in there. Oh and, wow! You know, the whole night, pool table, pinball machine, and uh, got to go up on, you know, go see the stage where Jimmy Kimmel films. And and that and that was very very cool as well, and so we were like, okay, this is neat, this is neat. We finish up that tour, and they take us to Jim Henson Studios. Well, first we did a little bus tour of Hollywood, 
And okay. I think my father was driving. Because <laughs> this man would try to give you information about Hollywood. And he would say, see that building over there with that red stripe thing hanging off of it that covers people if they want to eat outside? Awning? Do you mean an awning? <laughs> you see this building? That's where them rock stars hang out and play that loud music. Yeah. It was like, it was the weirdest tour of Hollywood. When he wasn't talking, it was the oddest collection of music I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it was life. some odd music, yeah. Um, the theme to Love Boat. Oh, yeah, and, we were hearing oh, this yeah, weird okay. music. music. He had, like, David Hasselhoff's greatest hits on CD. <laughs> um, so you took this quick little tour around yeah. Hollywood, which, quite frankly, I could have done without. But but we went to the Jim Henson right. studio. Now, it's important to understand that the Jim Henson studio is not open to public tours. This is done specifically for Adventures mm. by Disney. It's your only way to get in. And these sorts of experiences are really what kind of set Adventures by Disney apart. In my opinion, they go out and they find these things that you can't do anywhere else. So it's not like you can reverse engineer the price of these and say, okay, well, a tour of the Jim Henson Studios costs $40 a person because they're not available. Um, And a lot of these experiences that we had on this trip are very much like that. They're just things you can't do. So I don't want to go into too many details. I want to leave something for the experience. I just right. want, you want to tell a little bit of the history the, of Jim Henson Studios? The Jim Henson Studios were originally uh, the Charlie Chaplin Studios. Charlie Chaplin had this built as his movie studio. And in 1919. In 1919. Mm. And so that it has this history. It has a history about Charlie Chaplin. And they go into some of that. And they talk about, and there are some areas of the studio that are still... Uh, intact from that period and it's it was really cool but they also take you in and show you like one of the go into one of the sound stages and they do a whole demonstration that shows you how they film doing these muppet segments well excuse me puppets disney now owns the rights to the muppets jim henson studio does not use that word anymore oh really that's the muppets belong to disney they have they are puppeteers Hmm. but <laughs> Again, we have the when you get there, there's a guy just for this studio. He was fantastic. He was very good. This is one of these people who now have been brought into the fold. He posts on our boards now. Yep. Oh, oh and that's right. I saw him post on the and board. Okay. They have a really cool podcast that they do. We'll have to include a link to that in the show notes page um, because uh, they they do a podcast of their own every week or every so often. And uh, he's the guy that does their podcast. Hmm. And he was terrific. I got to say, he was... Something I found very interesting about this adventure is that there are layers to it. There's something that's going to appeal to everybody. As we were walking around Henson Studios, you know, it's Jim Henson Studios, and you think to yourself, great. I was never a huge Muppets fan. I'm a little older than the the origins of Sesame Street. I didn't grow up with Sesame Street. It was... See, I did. It came well. You're a couple years younger than I am, so it's it's one of those things that young man. That's it. (laughs) My kids grew up with it, but it's not something that was part of my growing up. So, while I understand it and I see the the value of it, it Kathy grew up with the radio dramas. (laughs) (laughs) As they were talking about it, though, they it was not only Jim Henson Studios; it was A and M Records. Okay. And the right. Carpenters recorded for A&M Records and Herb Alpert yep. and all of those people. As he was talking about it, it's where We Are the World was recorded. Right. So there's layers to this 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 tour of this building. 
So this this whole complex, which just was fascinating. Well, that sounds good though, because it's like if you knew something, you learned something, and right. if you didn't know anything, you still came away having learned something. You learned a lot. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. The experience that experience is you learn a lot, and mm. you you get a sense. And again, you know, the other thing with Adventures by Disney is that everything they do is kind of a build up to a crescendo. Oh, okay. So this is your first day. And they served us lunch at the Jim Henson studio, which the day before, during, you know, right before, when you, when you first came into the lobby of the hotel, uh, when you were checking in, basically, uh, they asked you what you wanted for lunch the next day. They gave you okay. options. Because it's not like you're going to a restaurant right. yeah. or a commissary. Okay. These people had to make the food special. They had to have it brought in, yeah. No, they actually prepare it there. They prepare oh, do they prepare it, it there? It, they, they showed me where it was prepared. It's prepared in a closet, in a room the size of an average and se- closet. And it seemed like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that meal was not very good. Well, what kind of bothered me was that when we first oh, yeah. arrived at the studio's there was a table in the courtyard set up that had all our lunches on it. It was I a saw good my hour and a half later mm. before we actually sat yeah. to eat, and some right. of these things were fish. Like they had shrimp in them, they and shrimp. it's like, oh my, they've been baking in the California sun for an hour and a half. See, I had a salad. I thought my salad was really good. I thought my salad was. It was. I, I had a very yeah. Good. Well, I had a, a, a vegetarian burger that was not very good. Nobody got sick from the lunch. No, no, no one got sick. No, no one got sick. It wasn't okay. like if it was. This like, is not a restaurant. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination. But we, at that point, wasn't it sort of like you were more interested in what was going on there than what the meal was? I also was? think it was like, you're so hungry. It's okay. like, okay, whatever you put in front of me, I'm going to eat, and then let's move on. Yeah, one of my suggestions thing. to them was you might want to drop lunch at the studios and just take it someplace for lunch. Okay. Um, because I think, you know, because at this point now, you know, the meal the night before, the dinner wasn't that great, and breakfast wasn't that great, and now lunch wasn't that great. That's when I posted on my Facebook page, Adventures by Disney, our tours are great, but our food tastes like ass. Remember that. <laughs> and no, see, I didn't have that experience at all. I thought I thought dinner was uh, the dinner bef- night before was wedding reception food, but I didn't expect more. I thought breakfast was terrible, but I thought lunch. I thought lunch was okay. No, I was. Yeah. I, I, they were on a trifecta with me at this point. I'm like, oh no, you know, this is going to be a great tour, but the food's going to stink. Fortunately, that was the last bad bad meal we had. Um. And because that that pretty much, you know, once we were done at the studios, uh, that pretty much ended our day for day one. So it wasn't an overwhelming day where we do doing tons of walking and all this other stuff. But it was, you know, it was a, a nice pace. We got to see a lot. It was a really cool way to start off between the El Capitan Theater, Jimmy Kimmel Live and going to the Jim Henson Studios. And then we had the evening on our own to go out and have dinner. Okay. Or, do whatever we wanted. I forgot. Where did we go for dinner? Was it oh, that's right. We had dinner that night at... Uh, the Grill. At The Grill at the, in no. Hollywood. No? That night we went to the uh, Roosevelt Hotel. I had read about a special little bar in the front of the Roosevelt no, Hotel. we did that before you guys Yeah, showed up. that was before we showed up because you were telling us about it that night. No, that first night, that was our free night. We had dinner with those guys. Yeah, with Tracy. And- oh, right. Sorry. Okay. So and that was a great meal. That was a fantastic was meal at The Grill. So... That's also right in the Hollywood and Highland complex. Yep. Okay. So that was that was nice. Now the next day started was the day that I had been looking forward to since the first time we announced this trip. This was the day we were going to get to go to Imagineering, and I was beside myself <laughs> with anticipation. 
And in typical Adventures by Disney fashion, your day starts very early. They want you... What's early? Oh, wouldn't we have to meet... 6.45. Yeah. We're going to meet at 6.45 for breakfast. Yeah. These are early, early days. And that breakfast was at Twist. Oh, no. That was phenomenal. And Twist has this breakfast buffet that is just phenomenal. And that fortunately marked the beginning of yeah, good food. Good. Yeah. However, only, it was 45 degrees in that restaurant. My only complaint was it was freezing in there. It was so cold in there. Other than that, I thought that was a good breakfast. And it I was thought, a great breakfast. So we finished breakfast that morning. That morning got and got on the bus and headed out to uh, see Walt's, Walt Disney's barn, which was in um, Griffith, Park. Griffith Park in Los Angeles. This is actually the barn, they've um, rebuilt it, that he had in his backyard on Carrollwood Drive in Beverly Hills. Mm. Right. And this is where he would go and tinker with his trains. How far away from, like, the hotel was... It was a a bus ride. It was... Right. This is actually in Griffith Park. It was... It was like an hour to get to Griffith Park, and then like another 20 minutes once you're in Griffith Park. But this is location. This, this location where it is is also part of uh, a train enthusiast's area. Right. Um, because, you know, Walt was famous for having this scale model train mm-hmm. that he could actually ride around on and ride the people Carolwood around Pacific. on the Carrollwood Pacific. And so this is like a miniature train enthusiast's area, and Walt's barn is located here. Okay. And they actually have a little miniature train, but not waltz, but something similar, that goes around this that we were able to ride and look like <laughs> idiots. Some of us rode we it. We didn't ride it. <laughs> yeah. We saw what people look like on it, and we thought, no. I'll spend time in that barn. I don't want to have a train picked out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Just what you felt like at the end. But anyway. Yeah. I also, they were, people were surprised that that's. This wasn't just a little loop around the track. This apparently took off. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was like you, we were all over the place. Yeah. It was like a 20-minute ride, wasn't yeah. it? We just went everywhere. Oh, wow. It took a while. Oh, it yeah. took a while to do. Yeah. It was not just a little loop. And when they talk about Walt's Barn, it isn't just go in the barn and see it. There's a lot of uh, memorabilia. There's actually original track from yeah. his backyard hanging oh, on the okay. wall. A lot, a lot of... Um, Ephemera, a lot of... Uh, There's a great story. There's a hat, one of right. Walt's hat. Walt wore... The, the style of the hat is called a pork pie hat. And Walt, Lillian supposedly hated it. And she took it off his head in Spain at a bullfight and threw it out into the ring. Walt's hat. It was returned to them by one of the matadors. And Walt had it the crown of the hat shaped into a heart and bronzed and gave it to Lillian. Aww. That's in the barn. That's in there too. So stuff like that. Just yeah. great, great. So that part of it I thought was great. I could have done without the trains. All of the people that work there are volunteers. They're all part of these training through enthusiasts group. What I thought was great was we found out that this is a, a free park. If you live there or you visit there, you can go visit for free. It's every third Sunday of the month it's open. For us, they opened it on the day we were going. Oh. So it was a special event for us for that. Um, they had a little shopping there. They had a little, a little souvenir souvenir yeah. stuff you could buy. And most of the souvenirs, the profit from the souvenirs, they're looking to buy another train car. 
she yeah. was talking and I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah there was <laughs> it, it was it was neat. It was a neat experience, but you know, for me, I knew the next stop was Imagineering. Now, I do have to tell you that we talked about there being levels in this trip. There were a couple of people on our trip that this was the highlight of their this trip. This was right mm. what they were looking forward to. But I know what you're saying. You're saying okay, good for them. I was looking forward to Imagineering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's um, we got back on the bus and headed. To Imagineering. Now, can I just give some preliminary information about the bus ride? Yeah, we got to watch. I'm sorry, but we were on the bus and we're traveling, and they're starting to explain Imagineering to us, and no pictures and no video, and this and this and this. And they say they say that once we do our tour, you're going to be able to shop at Mickey's of Glendale, but you're only going to have a half hour to shop because then we have to go to lunch. Well, you thought everybody on this bus was going to just run forward and kill them. Yeah. I was like, we can have lunch. Drive through McDonald's, and we'll have McDonald's on the bus. We want to shop. And they asked McDonald's. us. They said it. So everybody on the bus is okay if we cut into lunchtime to have time at Mickey's of Glendale, which is the which? studio store at, 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 at Imagineering. And it was like people screaming, yes, yes. it's fine. So, <laughs> how long were we there? Buying Two well, hours. we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Um, I am not going to go into the details of what was actually in what we did in Imagineering. Right. Um, Needless to say, it was fantastic. It was amazing. <laughs> it was fantastic. I had an aha moment in Imagineering. We all, I think we all did. Um, I mean, just in terms of what we were looking at, who we were talking to, what we were seeing, the history behind what we were seeing in some cases. And it really... Honestly, for a Disney fan, it was a trip to Mecca. Did you feel like you just couldn't believe that you were there? Yes. Constantly. Yes. I still can't believe I was there. Uh, it wasn't even the reason part of I'm our so ex- the, I'm sorry. The reason I am so excited to go back again and do this trip again in July, I'm so hoping we can pull this off because for no other reason, the entire cost of the trip is worth it for me to go back to Imagineering. Mm. That day was the best day. We were walking down hallways as we were walking from one part of the building to the other part of the building. And I'm one of those people that if there's an open door, it's an invitation. I look in everything. And as we were walking by, I looked in a room, and I was just looking around, and one of the guides said to me, that's the Florida room. And I don't know if everybody's seen that picture of Walt pointing to what was going to be Epcot with the pointer. All of Walt Disney World was, was... Designed and developed and planned. I'm getting goosebumps just hearing you talk about it. Now, Walt Disney World is what I grew up with. That's my touchstone as far as Disney's concerned. I was standing in the place where all of Walt Disney World was designed. And it wasn't the same. There weren't the maps on the wall. It was just just an office. But the aura of being there was incredible. You were in a building that Walt walked in. You were in a building that Walt worked in you were these in a, are nondescript buildings yeah it it's looked, an old office complex yeah. hmm. the uh the part where we got to shop at mickey's of glendale they told us when we walked in we had 45 minutes they were giving us 45 well minutes. they originally said 30 right but at the point that we actually walked into the store they said 45 and so it was like Supermarket sweeps or whatever that show is. Did you ever see right, the old? Shop. Did you ever see the old um, nature films where they show the animal bones and they release those beetles in, mm-hmm. and the beetles go, <laughs> and like thirty seconds later, the beetles all go, and walk back out, and the bones are clean. Yeah, it was yeah. like that. Wow. Well, I think it was more like a game show where you had twenty seconds to pull as much stuff off the shelf as you could. <laughs> That's pretty because much because we just started running through. 
uh, this store, 44 of us, grabbing everything we could get our hands on. Uh, we set a one-day sales record for Mickey's of Glendale. Uh, I, can, I can tell you that I personally spent $1,700. And, and you weren't the high shopper. And I wasn't the, I wasn't the winner. I wasn't the winner. That that title belongs to John and Kathy Lang. Yeah, bought the pins and everything. Who bought a thousand pins, or like two thousand dollars worth of pins. Wow! Um, but this store had uh, it was you know this is the store the Imagineers who work there can go and shop it, and so it's got all this Imagineering merchandise, whether it's pads or pens or shirts. jump drives or shirts and backpacks, backpacks. and. Um, all this stuff Office was equipment. Even they even had artwork. Uh, and plus, statues. as we walked in, they gave us all a, a, a piece of paper that entitled us to forty uh, percent off any one mm. item mm. in the store. So that was really that was really cool. Yep, you oh, all. Wow. Yeah, you guys have one of those waiting for you. <laughs> I've got a whole. Care Kevin package. showing off the jump drive. It's got um, the old wet Imagineering. Yeah. In addition, the items that were for sale were reasonably priced. We're not. I want to say they were cheap, but you can get a pin for six dollars. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't like it was. And there was a lot of stuff that was exclusive to that location you couldn't get anywhere stuff. else. So we ended up. We actually did our shopping in forty-five minutes. The problem was checking us out. Checking us out. They mm. did not have enough people. So we were there an hour and a half. I will say this. I think it was more because they only had two registers. Right. Because right. the people were fantastic. No, I, absolutely. I, it's what I meant. Is they didn't have enough registers. They didn't have enough people to check us out. They didn't have enough registers or spaces to check us out. Those people looked a little dazed. Yeah. <laughs> they, I think they called in reinforcement, didn't they? But i got to be honest with you. I mean, they were I incredible. We, I said to one of them, I like this watch or this thing. They ran and got you whatever you wanted. Yeah, they were, mm. they were very accommodating. Um, and I'm sure if we go back again, they will be ready for us we told them i warned them yep so from there it was off to the walt disney studios for a tour of the studios and that's where we had lunch we had lunch in the abc commissary and we were asked if we saw any celebrities to not harass them <laughs> this um, was on the lot where they filmed brothers and sisters with okay. sally field yeah so we had lunch there we got to walk kind of walked through the uh, original animation building, although, I mean, it wasn't really a tour of the animation building. We literally walked through it to get to the uh, Disney Legends Garden or right, whatever Plaza. it's called. Plaza, Plaza, where all the handprints of all the Disney Legends okay. are all over the place. And it was really, I mean, it was really surreal. The yeah. Legends uh, Plaza is in front of the iconic building where the dwarfs are holding okay. up the yeah. roof. Yeah. They did the view there. Right. Like now, again, yeah. keep in mind, uh, the Walt Disney Studios does not offer public studio tours. This is not something that you can just book on your own. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Imagineering. Imagineering doesn't say to people, oh, we're going to be doing a tour at 10 o'clock. Um, the, the only way to experience this is through Adventures by Disney. At and, one point, we were standing on, in the studios. We were standing next to the, the what's it called? The, not the the building, the soundstage where all of Mary Poppins was filmed. Mm-hmm. One of the really touching I mean, we, things to me is that while you're standing at the studios, looming overhead is St. Joseph's Hospital, and that's where Walt passed yeah. away. So it's like mm. this is the buildings he built with the money from Snow White, and that right across the street is the hospital where yeah. he you know mm. passed. And 
you know, I have a picture of uh, Mickey Lane and Dopey Drive. The iconic um, sign. The iconic yeah. sign, which is, you know, I had this for a while as the background on my on my uh, on my on my Mac. Um, being able to be in these places and see these things and know where you were. Because most of that, most of the Walt Disney Studio is the studio that Walt built. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the building that Eisner built with the dwarfs on it, but the rest of it's all still there. Uh, and and it looks like the pictures when you see those black does. and white okay. movies of you know. Remember when he had to go through the war and change his yeah. studio around? They show those those movies. It looks just like that. it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so you're at you Walt's studio. It's nice that they still have that. That everybody can that experience they it. Well, that they haven't. Leveled it, yeah. Right. It was one thing Eisner left intact. So that in and of itself also a great experience. Certainly not Imagineering for me, but it was a great experience. And from there, we took the bus and headed to the Grand Californian to start that part of our trip. It was two nights at the, the Renaissance. That's in Hollywood. And then it's three nights that you spend... At the Grand California. This is a long day. This is a long day. This is a long, active day. <laughs> but one of the best days. Oh, yeah. It's, you kind of sit there and you think, is this, is it, can it get any better? How can it yeah. get better than this? It's going to, this is the, it's all going to be downhill from here. We just went to Imagineering. Right, yeah. exactly. So we get to the, we get to the uh, Grand California. And remember again, with Adventures by Disney, once you arrive, they handle your bags. You never touch your luggage mm. again. Now, I want to give Adventures by Disney, at least our tour guides, a little bit of a, a, a pat on the back here. I was having problems with my knees at this point, and I realized oh, yeah. that I could not – I was going to hold the group back or I was going to miss a lot. And I decided that the only way for me to keep up was to rent a scooter. I knew at Disneyland there was going to be a lot of walking. And I talked to one of our adventure guides. Now, we're on a bus. After the place that rents the scooters has closed, the tour guide – actually arranged for the scooter to be there. I got off the bus. Now, this was a, how long was it? An hour ride to the Grand Californian with traffic? That, yeah, maybe with maybe traffic. an hour and 20 minutes. After business hours, and my scooter was waiting for me at the Grand Californian. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's great. And so, we got to the Grand Californian. I think we had about 45 minutes to change and freshen up before dinner. And dinner was at dinner was supposed to be originally at Hooks Point at the Disneyland Hotel, and uh, it was changed at the last minute to Steakhouse Fifty Five. Oh wow! Yeah. I keep that's saying not oh, wow. something that's a promise. That's right. yeah. That what they do with any restaurant that any dining experience they have set up, they have backups. They have two backups. Okay. To take you, you know, in case they can't do one they have backups for uh, this was kind of a magical moment for our group yeah yeah and that's not again that's why you know some of these things will change from adventure to adventure depending on when you go and what's going on the other thing i have to say about our tour guides jamie and michael was that they were they were so uh adaptive to this group and figured out okay you know the group is going to need more time here than we normally allot so they were on the phone calling ahead, saying, we're going to be arriving at this time, not this time, never letting us see that. I was with them a lot, and I was listening and watching because I was paying attention to everything they did. And I was watching how they were tweaking and adjusting this tour as it was going on. What do you think they've learned then from this? 
Like, I definitely think well, this I think was a learning this, experience I, well, I for think, them, too. I think it was a learning experience for them, but I think this is what they do on every tour because every, every okay. tour is different. And if they have a tour where they know, okay, we're going to be a little earlier than we expect or a little later than we expect, but that is very transparent to the guests having the experience. We never felt like they were reorganizing things on the fly. It felt like this was the plan all along. Mm. And so we had, our, we had a wonderful dinner at Steakhouse 55 and then went back to our hotel rooms and proceeded to collapse. Well, actually, uh, some people went to the park. Some people went to the park. And that night, did they provide fast passes? Yes, they did. Everybody yes. got five fast passes. Yep. Anytime. You, you, when I, the other thing to keep in mind, and again, they have spoiled Disneyland for me now. Uh, you wait in no lines with Adventures by Disney. Mm. There's no queuing up for an attraction. You're either walked onto an attraction, if they're with you, if it's part of their tour in the park. If it's your time on your own in the park, they hand you fast passes. Wow. You wait on no lines. I just Can't wanna, get better than that. I just want to back up. People who did go into the park with the Adventures by Disney guides, they did special group rides. They rode Tower of Terror together. They rode um, the submarine ride together. So I believe Indiana they rode Jones, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, right? Space okay. Mountain. In addition to so they so they backdoor you in, they get you on the ride, and then they gave you fast passes on. Now, top while of it. John and I weren't part of this group, I want to preface this with this. Our group was all put into, those who chose to venture into the park that night, was, were all put into one submarine, uh. which bottomed out. And apparently there was quite a scene on the submarine because they've never had a submarine touch oh, bottom. <laughs> oh, God. So it was all a matter of, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to get everybody out of here? What are we going to do? And they kind of just scraped along the bottom and brought the submarine back in. <laughs> so this speaks to, you know, you can do what you want to do on these adventures. We chose okay. to go back to the room, work, relax, but other people went until the parks closed that night. Exactly. Mm, we This was, uh, as Pete said about his Mediterranean cruise, this was a working vacation for us. Not only because we were traveling with so many people, but we were working when we weren't touring. Right. Exactly. So... The next day was a day, another day that we were really looking forward to. This was the day that we were going to have our breakfast at Club 33. Now, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had was that morning walking in to Disneyland 15 or 20 minutes before it opened to the public. Mm. Uh, I have never seen Disneyland empty. It was just us. As Michael took us down Main Street and talked to us about different things. Michael was one of our guides. Talked to us about different things. Got to Cinderella Castle. Took individual pictures of people that wanted them. Took a group picture of all of us there. And then walked us over to New Orleans Square for our mm. breakfast at Club 33. Which, again, I'm not going to go into details because I want to leave something to the imagination here. was an amazing breakfast. The food was... Superb. I thought the food was really good. I, I would was, think that most of the people in our group don't know what they ate. <laughs> yeah, I think. People well, I yeah, we were all I, I, okay because again, now I didn't spend as much at Club Thirty Three as I spent at Mickey's of Glendale, but that's only because there wasn't as much stuff to buy. If they'd had more stuff to buy, I probably would have bought as much. Um, Breakfast was a buffet. 
And at one point, the waitress came up to us and said, there's more people in line for merchandise than there is for the food. Yeah. Again, <laughs> we had warned them. We had had lunch there. I t- we told you this already with one of our listeners uh, on the Monday before the adventure began. And John took the people aside and said, we're going to be here on Friday. <laughs> You're going to want to have more people doing this. Yeah. Open the boxes in advance because it's a very old-fashioned experience. They take your credit card. They go in the back. They wrap your purchase up. They bring it back to you. You sign it. It all comes to your table. It's like what you imagine shopping in the 1940s to be mm-hmm. like. Well, when there's 40, or I'm sorry, there were 65 of us in Club 33, you don't really have the time to do that. Yeah. And John kept saying to them, you're going to have to have more people with the merchandise. Now, the merchandise location is a little china cabinet. So there was quite a line. Uh, we had heard from quite a few people who said that this was something they just ticked off their bucket list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breakfast this was. Club 33. Well, I'm glad to hear that went well because when it, you think of Club 33, you're like, wow. And if, if you would have been disappointed. No, there was not no. one ounce of disappointment okay. to be found. I think the highest compliment I heard, and it, I heard it early on, was people would say to me, if the trip ended now, it was worth the money. Okay. And that was before the end of the trip. See, I said that after Imagineering. Right. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people did say that. Now, I, I, I just want to reiterate that uh, something we mentioned in the last show about the trip we're trying to uh, put together in a hurry for, for July. Uh, at this moment, at the moment that I'm recording this, I cannot guarantee Club 33 on this trip. There is a better than 50% chance it's going to happen, but I need to manage everyone's expectations. We're going to work hard to make it happen. We're going to work very hard to make it happen. I cannot guarantee it at this moment. The minute I can guarantee it or guarantee that it's not going to happen, I will post it on the boards. But as of this moment, it's looking good, but it's not guaranteed. We are hoping by the end of tomorrow, the end of Wednesday night, I will be able to say one way or another, yes, we've got it. No, we don't. But I'm not 100% sure on that. So... Um, from there, we got a tour around Disneyland. Um, see, I'm still thinking about Club 33. Where did he take us? Well, then we went to um, we split we split up in the groups because we were so large, right? Right. That we right. had to go and uh, do things in three different groups, and we had an experience in the front of the park. It was kind of like a overview of Walt and and what how Disney World came about with the fair. Uh, we experienced. Some of us went. At one point to see um, Mr. Lincoln. Right. We went and saw um, and then Indiana Jones, right? No, no, no. This was no, before no, no. that. Oh, okay. We went to see Mr. Lincoln, and then we went to there were Walt's three apartment. We went to Mr. Walt's Lincoln, apartment. Walt's apartment, and the train. Right. Okay. right. And, yeah, the train part I didn't go to because that was when my blood sugar dropped. and they were No, no, no. Good. That's the backstage stuff you didn't go to. I'm talking about riding the Lily Bell. Oh, the Lily Bell, yes. The li- yeah, right, the Lily that. Bell. We did that. Which was really cool. That's mm-hmm. a special enclosed car for VIPs mm-hmm. on the Walt Disney Railroad. That was really cool. Uh, up to Walt's apartment, which again, very you know, you just don't get into Walt's apartment. For um, every Disney fan, it's a dream come true. Exactly. And then uh, uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln, which was honestly the cure for insomnia. Oh, I love great moments of Mr. Lincoln. Oh, I thought it was a small That's no. a world's fair. That's a wor- that's like it's a I, small world in Carousel of Progress. I that's that's, I that's legacy. The we to but we call Carousel of Progress Carousel of Sleep Disorders. I think w- because of the heat of the day and the cool of the 
the theater and the content. It was impossible for me to stay awake. It's very soothing, but I think what amazes me about Mr. Lincoln is you have to watch his movements. No, the animatronics. animatronics are great. I think what would have made it more exciting is if John Wilkes Booth ran up behind him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, well, man. as long as we're being honest, I thought the Lily Bell was a letdown. Really? Yeah. Because as we were riding around, I had... I. I, there are times in California when I get the feeling that they start to embellish their history. Oh, that's true. That's true. As we're riding around, they explained that this was a car that Walt you know, had always wanted. This was something he wanted with Lillian. And they go on and on and on. And then they say, and this car was built in 1976. <laughs> and you think, well, I graduated from high school in 1977. <laughs> we got stuck in that car for 35 minutes. And the heat. I'm going to be honest with you. There are all those little seats. And John and I were sitting on this little velveteen settee. And they were talking about how everything in there was an antique. And I kept thinking, you better hurry because this thing, this antique is going to be splinters. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I think that's the beauty of this trip. There's something for everything. Exactly. Right. So I mean, I, I wasn't, you know, the Lily Bell didn't have me doing cartwheels. What actually I thought was really cool was when he gave us the tickets that they don't normally hand out. Uh, for the Lily Bell that they used to give away, um, but they don't anymore. And I thought that was really cool. It is cool, and it's it's you know it's a nice thing. I just think sometimes you don't have to embellish. You have the real thing, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So after that, we get done with these three little things, and they say, "Well, we've got a surprise for everybody. So go take a little break and come back, and we're going to tell you about our surprise." So they uh, broke us up again into three groups. One group was going to ride, was it Pirates? Was it, what was they going to ride? Yeah, Pirates was one group. Right, one group the was, Tiki Birds. Tiki Birds was the other group. And the third group was the Big Surprise. Hmm. We got to see the Dream Suite. Right. In Disneyland. Okay. We got a tour of the Which Dream they Suite. would let us take photographs, but not video. So okay. we have time-lapse photographs <laughs> really, of every inch and of every if second. If you flip them, you can kind of do Why would say, you be I allowed was... to do one and not the other? I don't know. It's Disney. Huh. You know, the same thing. You're not allowed to take any photographs at all. Backstage. Oh, uh, well, yeah. in, in the apartment. Yeah, the apartment. Um, the guides are taking pictures right. of you that are available on the CD that you get afterwards. But you're not allowed to take any pictures at all. That's why it was. Very, we were very fortunate back in June of last year when... We got a sh- we, we got a chance yeah. when Walter and I got a chance to go up to the apartment and we were able to take pictures, and I've got that that picture. My Facebook picture is the yeah, picture the of the lamp uh, from the other side, which I think is the coolest Facebook picture ever, personally. But um, <laughs> and the dream, I thought the dream suite was incredible. It was an incredible experience. It was great to see it. Um, it's very very elaborate. Disney does something where they do a kiss good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're famous for that. Every room, I won't tell you what they are. Every room has a kiss good night. Yeah, and they played that kiss good night for us in every room. Also, I want to go back. I want to fill in some stuff. There was part of the Disneyland tour. There was a backstage tour uh, where we saw some areas backstage, which were fun for some people, not for others. Um, and then there was a back tour of. Um, Indiana Jones ride. You guys, we didn't go to that, but you guys went to that and saw it. Went into the Indiana Jones. Yeah, that was cool. So. Backstage what, at Indiana what that, Jones. Um, car can do is amazing. Yeah, they demonstrate. It just does a fraction of what it actually can do. And again, you know, these are tours. These are areas that you just you can't go to Disneyland and say, you know, I want to buy, you know, I want to pay for the tour that takes me backstage at 
Indiana Jones or the tour that takes me up to Walt's apartment. They just don't exist. This is only Adventures by mm. Disney, which, again, adds to the value of what you're paying for. Because, no, these are not inexpensive by any means. Adventures no. by Disney is not a budget vacation. If you're clipping coupons and eating macaroni and cheese mm. to pay for vacations, this is probably not the vacation for you. But it's also unique because it's not just something that anybody could go It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Unless, of course, you're me, then it's a once-in-a-quarter experience. So after seeing the Dream Suite and going off and doing their stuff, we actually went back early. But that was the end of the next day. We were done for the next day. And that was another instance of we got done and the guide said, here's five. Here's five fast passes. passes. Have a good time. And uh, see, Walter and I had bailed. After, because we were the first ones to tour the Dream Suite. We did too. And we bailed after that because we'd already been on Pirates. <laughs> and, you know, we, so we were like, okay, we just, we're going to, we're going to head back to the, the hotel and sleep because we wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now the next day was California Adventure. Was California Adventure. Now we had breakfast in um, Goofy's Kitchen. Goofy's Kitchen. Right, right. Which I thought was, was incredible. Very it good. Was very, very good. I remember that. It was I was surprised. Very, very good. At the quality of the food in Goofy's Kitchen. I have to tell you, we saw a couple of characters in Goofy's Kitchen that you just don't run into. Hungry Pete. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that uncommon. We what got are you to trying s- to say? We got to see Mulan. Mulan came to our table. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, they, yeah. They sang happy birthday to me. I, the guy walked up and I said, if you sing happy birthday, I'm going to walk out. He's like, please don't, but I have to. And he just starts singing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. You had the birthday week, though. Yeah, that's Every time true. we turned around. No, every time we turned around. So we, uh, we went into California Adventure, and this was absolutely one of the un- – this was an unexpected highlight of this trip because I didn't know they were going to do it. Um, when we got to – you know, they were going to take us to Soren, which is cool. I love Soren. I'll take any opportunity to ride it, especially when I have to wait in line. What I didn't expect is that they were going to take us backstage. Mm. They broke the group up into two parts, mm-hmm. and one group rode it while the other group went backstage and saw the one other group riding. Because the, 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 screen, the screen is actually a mesh, and you can okay. see through it. So as we're, you're actually behind and below the screen but you can see you can see the people going and getting on the ride and then you can see the ride mechanism come forward and come up and you see all the, the feet hanging down and you but, but then exactly you how- also see the movie being projected on the screen above you and because it's a mesh it's also being projected on the wall behind you and it's impossible to describe the experience it's impossible to describe how amazing this experience was because when I say it out loud like this, it sounds like, okay, so you went backstage at Soren. First of all, I had a, I walked out of there with a smile on my face ear to ear and actually got emotional oh, I, from the experience. I, I got emotional. That. It I was amazing. And so did a few other people oh, yeah. and everybody because the, the, uh, the next group was waiting uh, as we were coming out to go in. And I'm walking past him going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't think that was possible to stand underneath the screen and see everything happening at one and time. And if, if I have to pinpoint the exact moment in this trip when after nearly four years of vowing I would never sell this product, that they turned me around. This is after Australia. 
This is after Imagineering. This is after Walt's apartment. That was the moment where I said, okay, you got me. You got me. It took a lot, but you got me. You won me over. You won me over. I'll, I'll, not only will I do this, not only do I want to do more of these, but now I want to experience other, other vacations. Walter and I have a couple planned um, that we're going to do on our own. I'm putting my own money where my mouth is with this stuff. They won me over between all these experiences. That moment in Soren backstage, that was where that just it finally snapped for me. And I said, okay, you know what? This, this is my new cruise line. This is my new cruise line. I am, and, that, and, and while I had a great time in the Mediterranean, don't get me wrong, I had a great time in the Met, I kept thinking about that, that week in California and coming back. If you think after all the video editing I had just done in the Mediterranean, I'd never want to look at video clips again. But that's what I'm working on now is the video from that. I couldn't wait to get started. I actually mm-hmm. hoped I would have time to do it when I was in Europe, but I didn't. So I'm working on that now. I'm, I'm actually going to try and get it up with this with this show. Just to finish up, uh, the next thing we went to after that was they walked us back to the animation. What's it called? The, the an- animation store. No, the no. animation building or the animation uh, exhibit. Right in in California Adventure, we had a private where John Lang drew one hell of a Mickey Mouse. Yeah, we had a private mm-hmm. session with the guy who shows you how to draw Mickey Mouse yeah. just for our group. Everybody had a chance to draw it. It was a lot of fun. It was great. A lot of laughs. My Mickey had been in a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> Mine had bad surgery, buddy. <laughs> so that was a great sort of last bonding experience for everybody. Mm. We all get to do this together. We saw each other's. We had a good laugh. And then that was pretty much the end of our adventure. The rest of the day was for ourselves. And again, handed out fast, fast passes, passes to everybody. Again. Yeah. And, uh, Food and Wine Festival was going on. So we all actually, a group of us went and mm. went and did that over there, which was great. We had some great food it was there. wonderful. But then that, uh, that night was the, was the closing dinner, was the final dinner. And they always do something different with the final dinners. Uh, in our case, they had an artist come in. Stacia. I don't remember her last name. Stacia. She was phenomenal. She was incredible. The people she, are on their adventure are screaming in their cars right mm. now. She was taking everybody up one at a time, asking them what their favorite character was. Household by household. By household and drawing, mm. drawing their favorite character telling stories about she's been an animator with Disney for many years. Oh, my goodness. Um, the dinner was phenomenal. It was really nice. They set the, the buffet up in a little garden. We were in a what amounted to a, a conference break, a, a room. Breakout conference room. room. It was a breakout yeah. room for, in, the, in the convention, okay. convention area. But it had an outside area, and it was a little garden, and they set up a buffet, and the, the food was really good. Mm. Food was outstanding. Food was outstanding. Um, I had trouble getting a nice tea, but Outside of that, it was outstanding. They uh, showed us some pictures from our adventure that the guides had taken. They put together oh, a little presentation. Because nice. the guides are taking pictures the okay. entire time. Right. And they take a lot of pictures with your camera as well. Hmm. But they're always taking pictures. Okay. And then at the uh, when you get home, they send you a CD with those pictures. And you can also buy a PhotoPass CD of all, those, of all the pictures that were taken on the trip. Hmm. And... Uh, it was 
you know, that was also happened to be the day that of Walter's the 50th birthday. And they gave me the, uh, the best present. Uh, it was amazing. Um, they had talked to someone in my tribe, and they found an artist. Well, Walter's Native American. His tribe yes. is the Lumbee Indians. Lumbee from North Carolina. So they did a lot of research, found this guy who was a Lumbee Indian and who did um, different artwork. And they went online and, and saw this piece, and it's beautiful. It's incredible. It's got all the uh, guinea feathers. And then they got this uh, pine cone patchwork thing in the middle of okay. it. Um, it's absolutely stunning. It's unbelievable. And they, they, they had it shipped out to California. Wow! Give it to me while I was out there, Jeez. and made him cry. Oh, that's he nice. got all he got you all. He cried a lot. He really did. Well, no. <laughs> like oh, that one that was very touching. That, that was just a lot, teasing you. That was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, Karen, what's her name? Lamb. Karen, Karen Lamb and um, Lynn Ronimus. Catherine. Catherine. Oh, I'm Catherine sorry. Catherine Lang. Those were the two. I think that did a lot of planning and putting it all. Well, a lot of people pitched in. For they that. all pitched in for the thing. They're, they're the ones who did the research and found it and ordered wow. it. Wow. So it was, it was amazing that they would go to that much trouble. I saw the photo of it. Yeah. It's really it's gorgeous. Nice. Really gorgeous piece. Uh, uh, after the dinner, they, uh, whoever who wanted, for anybody who wanted to, they had a special uh, seating roped off for the, for the fireworks that night. We didn't go and do it, but a bunch of people went and watched the fireworks. Yeah, because we had, a, we had to leave like crack of dawn the next morning. That's one of the things that I, I, I regretted. Was that because the uh, our, our European trip was only a few days after we got home from that, we weren't add, able to add any pre or post days to that trip. It was you know in and out, so if we're able to pull off this July trip. I'm adding some days. And then the last morning is your breakfast. It's kind of uh, it's kind of bittersweet. Sad. Yeah, bittersweet. Show up when you can, depending on your flight is when you leave. And that was at um, Storytellers Storytellers mm. Cafe. Which oh, I thought yeah. was good too. Yeah, I yeah, that breakfast. Yeah, it was right a good there. breakfast. I mean, like I said, after the first day, after the Jim Henson Studios lunch, um, that was the end of the bad food. After that, the food got exponentially better. Hmm. Um, but overall, I walked away saying, you know, because you know we paid for this. I mean, we paid our own way for this. I mean, it wasn't this wasn't comped for us. Um, and I walked away saying, okay, worth every penny. Worth every penny. More importantly, the people that travel, traveled with us thought it was worth every penny. Yeah. We kind of did this thing where throughout the trip we're taking people's temperature. Are you having a good time? Is what do you think? Yeah. What do you think? And unless they were blowing smoke, everyone said they had a great time. I haven't seen anybody say anything bad. I mean, everybody's just been raving on and on about how much fun they had. It, how was, great it was. It was an awesome experience. It, really it was, was. And what was really nice for me, I, I, I'm assuming it was the same for you guys. What was really nice for me is that every time that we're, we interact with our listeners in any group setting, it's hundreds of them. And we have like 10 seconds to say, hello, how are you? And then move on to the next person. And that always bothered me. This was nice in that it was a small group for a number of days, and we really did get a chance to spend time together. And That's nice. Any know, Adventures by Disney group? Not just ours. I don't want to make it sound like we were that special. We found in Italy that because you are sharing experiences and that you do have a lot of time where you're on buses and you're traveling together or you're waiting for something to start, there's a lot of time to get to know people. And Adventures by Disney is a real bonding experience. It is. Mm. Same for Australia. But I think it's even more so for us because we have another common bond beyond that. Um, And... So it, honestly, 
uh, you know, I, I, I want to be I want to be clear. We planned to do this show to talk about this trip. Uh, you know, when we were in California, we knew we were going to be doing this. Uh, there is no timing here. With uh, I literally got the email last night that there was a trip opening up. The trip had opened up, and Pete's like, "Can we do it? You think we could do it? Can we get this put together?" I was on the phone with John, like praying he was going to be mm-hmm. cool with this. Because it was like, you know, uh, John is usually the voice of reason and will tell me, okay, you're out of your mind. Um, and, you know, we kind of went back and forth on, on what it needed to be in order for it to work to our, it, for yeah. our standards. The other thing, too, is we don't like to just throw something together. We talk about it not being off the rack. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it has to be, can we make this so it's easy for people to book? Is it going to be an experience? Is it going to have this element, that element? And I think we can do it. But you have to come. <laughs> I can't. Yes, you can. I cannot. It's all a matter of choice. Something before we um, finish up, I do want to say one of the questions I get a lot is Adventures by Disney okay for a single traveler? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I want you to know, especially if you're traveling with the Diz, that you will never be a single traveler. Yeah, no, you're not. But even if you're traveling with Adventures by Disney without us, it's a it's a a very welcoming experience. Please don't be afraid to do this if you're a single traveler. Exactly. Exactly. So, so July 25th. July 25th. We're going to try and do it again if we can get 30 people to go with us. Um, it took me a year to book that last trip, you know. I know. You're going to have to do it all in six weeks. <laughs> it's <now>. like... <laughs> it took me a year. Jodie Sheffield is not allowed to go on this trip. She changes her airfare every 15 minutes. <laughs> I understand that that's a private joke. And for those of you who don't understand it, Dodie was flying an airline. I believe it was Delta. And she had nothing to do with her airfare changing. But I think I got an email from her every day saying, they've changed my airfare again. So if you're traveling on July, make sure you don't travel on an airfare that, an airplane that changes your airfare. Well... We actually had good experiences with Delta uh, these last two trips. And the, wi- the fact that they have Wi-Fi on the planes, that makes that trip out to California oh so much better. So I also always want to end on a note that says that, just saying that Kevin and I had uh, pre and post stays for this trip. Every aspect of this trip went like clockwork. That's fantastic. It was incredible. That's why I'm afraid that with you guys not going. I'm knocking wood here. That... It was really We had the same experience. So smooth. It will be. So, all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to our recounting of the Adventures by Disney podcast trip to, uh, to California that we took uh, a few weeks ago and hope that maybe you'll consider joining us for July 25th. Uh, we have details on the podcast main page, uh, podcast.wwinfo.com. And that will do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes.